0: Lord, have mercy, Lord have mercy.
1: Welcome to this week's edition of Holy Apostles' Weekly Sermons. The gospel
0: of the Holy apostle Evangelist Luke. May God, through the intercessions of the Holy Glorious All of Apostle and Evangelist Luke, grant utterance with great power unto thee that proclaimest the good tidings unto the fulfillment of the gospel of his beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. Wisdom attend. Let us hear the Holy Gospel, teach thee to all. to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves, for two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, "Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation." Which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles, and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. For a sign which shall be spoken against, yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, and had lived with an husband Seven years from her virginity, and she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served the God with fasting and prayers night and day. And she, coming in that instant, gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem and when they had performed all things according to the law of the lord they returned into galilee to their own city nazareth and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit filled with wisdom and the grace of god was upon him at that time jesus entered and passed through jericho Oh, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was of little stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place... He looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost.
0: of the Church's calendar is that there are certain uh, themes concerning the Kingdom of God which take uh, prominence at different seasons of the year. And this is obviously for our instruction so that we would constantly be reminded concerning various themes and since we have a we all have attention deficit disorder when it comes to spiritual matters We have to be presented with something and then something else and then something else so that we can continually, year by year, be reminded of the truths of the faith uh, rather than just sort of have it presented to us all at once and then expect us to remember it. So what happens today is really peculiar and beautiful, I think, because we have, falling on this particular day, two significant days in the Church's calendar. One is the feast day of the meeting of the Lord in the temple, which was that first gospel passage that we read. And the second one is the Sunday of Zacchaeus. And those of you who have been in the church for any any amount of time recognize the Sunday of Zacchaeus as the herald, as the proclaimer. When you get to the Sunday of Zacchaeus, that means Great Lent begins in one month. Right? It's the forerunner, so to speak. And they both fall today because of the way that the calendar has worked out, because of the date of Pascha. So what does that do? Well, it does, what it does for us is that today it unites two themes in the church's calendar. Because the feast of the presentation of the Lord in the temple is really the closing of the celebration of the incarnation of the word of God. What, what did the law of Moses prescribe? When a male child was born, the woman continued the days of her purification for uh, eight days. On the eighth day, the child was circumcised. And then 33 more days until we bring until, until it brings us up to 40. And on the 40th day the child was brought to the temple and dedicated to God. And that was accompanied by sacrifice. And so 40 days after December the 25th is guess what? February the 2nd. Today is that day. The day of the presentation of Christ in the temple. As a 40-day old baby so that, for us, it kind of closes the period of our celebration of the Incarnation of the Word of God. Yes, we begin our celebration on December the 25th. We have a leave-taking of that feast, but we never really give it up. We have the Feast of Theophany. We have the Feast of the Circumcision. We have all of that. And we tend to kind of go about our daily business soon thereafter. Right? We have, after New Year's, we're kind of like, oh, that's all done. Now let's get on with life. But the Church doesn't think that way. And the Church says, no. You have to remember this. You have to keep remembering it. And so, for 40 days, it's constantly in the consciousness and the, the awareness of the church that the eternal Word of God has taken on flesh and lived among us. And that is made known to us in the person of Jesus Christ. And He submits Himself in all humility to every aspect of our human nature. He becomes a helpless, tiny babe. And he is circumcised on the eighth day. And he is brought into the temple on the fortieth day. And he even submits to growing through the stages of human life. And the Father says so that he will thereby sanctify all the stages of human life. Of course it's possible for him to be born and then immediately become a full grown man and begin to preach. But he chose not to do that. He chose rather to process to proceed through all of the stages of life and thereby to sanctify all of them. This is all part of the reality of the Incarnation. Right? And so what we have this year is that that comes up against the beginning, the proclamation, the forerunner of Great Lent. And that begins with this account from St. Luke's Gospel concerning the publican Zacchaeus, who provides for us a model of repentance. Because that is the theme of the season of Great Lent. Precisely, repentance. And so what does that mean? The reason I think it's beautiful that those two things fall together on this day is that it answers the question, what is our response to the incarnation of the Word of God? The eternal Word of God, the One who made the heavens and the earth and all that is in them, who made you and who made me, who made the laws of physics, who made the laws of mathematics, who made the laws of nature, who made everything and who is above all of them, above time, above space, above distance, above all of it, that one has taken on human flesh and become one of us. And lived among us for the sake of telling us clearly about himself. And our response to that (coughs) is provided today by Zacchaeus. (laughs) Repentance. Repentance. Because the fact of the matter is we are not aware of those things. We confess them as doctrines, as the, the truths of faith. But we're more or less content to go on with our day and ignore those realities. And to simply put them aside or not to think about them. And if we get up in the morning and we pray, we might be reminded, reminded about them for just maybe a few minutes. But let's be honest, most of the time we put our prayer book aside and we go to work and we think, now that that's over with, I don't have to do that religious stuff again until this evening if that but the reason that we pray in the morning is to put us in the proper frame of mind so that we will not forget so that when we go off to work or we go off to school or to whatever duties we happen to have in the course of that day we will always be aware that the eternal word of God made everything and he has become one of us and my response to him is repentance that is turning to turn to him turn away from the distractions and the deceit of this world and to turn to him in whom I find my life. Zacchaeus provides a beautiful example of that. I won't go into great detail with the the reading, but I'll simply say that what Zacchaeus presents us an example of is one who suddenly comes to see himself as he truly is. This is the beginning of repentance. He suddenly comes to see himself as he truly is. And that happens as a result of his coming into the presence of Christ. And whereas before he had been wealthy and powerful and people feared him and he had all authority to do whatever he wanted to in Jericho, because let's be honest, there may be laws, but there's also bribery. And more often than not, that serves the purpose. And so even though he might decide to do things that were illegal, he could pay off the local judge, he could pay off the local centurion, and he could get away with whatever he wanted to He has, in the tiny fishbowl of Jericho, he has all the power he needs. People hated him. And suddenly, because of coming into the presence of Christ, the veil of Zacchaeus' eyes is stripped away. And he sees it. He sees himself as other people see him. He sees that he is a defrauder, a thief, one with the authority of the state behind him, who is unjust. And he sees also that people despise him for it. And so he responds to the Lord, not with despair at seeing himself as he really is, which is not the proper response, but he responds with repentance. He invites the Lord to his house, He brings him in joyfully. And he says, I'm giving away everything I have. Because I've stolen all of it. It is not mine. The law says if you steal someone from someone else by false accusation, restore it fourfold. That's all Zacchaeus did. All of his wealth was based on taking by false accusation. So whenever he says, everything else I have I restore fourfold. What he's saying is I'm stripping myself of everything. But it's not just a question of wealth, right? Of getting, of dispersing his wealth to those who he had defrauded. But he has come to see himself in reality, as he truly is. And that momentary vision that he has provokes him to repentance. And he begins to call out to Christ. So, brothers and sisters, this is the beauty of the coincidence of these themes on this particular day. That we are reminded at the same time of the eternal Word of God, of the incarnation of the Word of God, God Himself who was taken on flesh to live among us. And we are reminded also of our proper response to Him. To strive, to desire, to see ourselves not as we would present a face to the world, but to see ourselves in truth, as we really are, the good, the bad and the ugly. And being inspired by that vision, not to despair, but to be inspired by that vision to repentance. To turn to Christ, to strive to make amends where it's possible, and to orient ourselves correctly. So that we, every day, remain facing the Lord Jesus throughout the course of the day. And that we live a day, we live a life constantly in this state of... repentance this is the blessed life brothers and sisters this is the life of Christians not to repent one time and then go on and sin again but to live constantly steeped deep in the sacrament of repentance may Christ (coughs) strengthen us to move forward in this life to deepen our repentance and he grant us a good season of great Christ together with his Father and the Holy Spirit be all glory honor and worship unto ages Ages. Christ is in our midst.